What's up, everyone? This is Riley Madison, and you are listening to Sunset Flip Radio. Welcome back, better than ever, to your number one podcast, the art and sport of professional wrestling. Yes, welcome back to Sunset Flip Radio. As always, I'm your co-host, the million-dollar father, Mr. Thomas Lisi. Always joined somehow, some way, with the most handsome dad in the room, Mr. Alex Drayton. We are joined today through the phone. Hey, hey yes, we are on the phone. phone. Well, we're on the phone. We're on the phone because I have a last-minute commitment that I am going to. My mother-in-law has taken my family out to dinner in Hamilton with my sister-in-law, who's who's due almost any day for dinner. So we're doing the the pot a little earlier. But you know what? We didn't cancel the episode. We promised you new stuff, and that's what we do here every week here on Sets of Flip Radio. And if you tell my voice is different, I'm using my OG microphone, which I thought broke. But that was originally because I had the dial set to the right speaker. Alex, remember that episode where everything was to the right speaker? Yeah, you were freaking out. I was freaking out. So, no, but Alex is on the phone. The playback was so weird in the car for like an episode or two. Yeah, it was like an episode and a half I figured out. But Alex is on the phone. And why don't you tell the world... Especially the people, well, if, you, if you're if you not listening to us right away, which I don't know why you're not, but uh, some news just recently dropped. By the way, it's 3.10 on Thursday. Oh, well, I'll start off with, with, with some news that apparently starting this Monday, Raw will be TV 14, and that's one half wow. of the equation, and then we'll get to the other half why, but Alex, what, what, what do you want to tell the world that you told me before we started? Well, the other news is that WrestleMania tickets are going on sale August 16th, I believe. That is a whole two and a half, three months early than when it normally goes on sale. Hmm, I wonder why. why. Moving up ticket sales only leads to speculation into things that we're going to talk about shortly. And what is that? For good reason, too. So the speculation is that we might finally, you know, guys, if you've been following us, like Tom says, why wouldn't you be? Yes. Um, we always talk about, we always fantasy booking one-on-one. We always try to book the rock into something in the last year and a half. So I think we finally might get what we're looking for. Where the rock shows up uh, in Nashville where, and you know, if anybody knows the rock, it's where he spent most of his childhood growing up with his parents, especially his father working in a Memphis area. So it's in Nashville this year. So, you know, the rock loves, loves his country. So I think The Rock might be at SummerSlam. It's also 20 years since uh, he lost to Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar won his first championship. So there's some history there. And we could possibly see some sort of a run-in or distraction or however you want to call it for this Roman-Brock match. It being a last man standing, last time ever sort of, you know, that that's the, the moniker they're going with. This has to be the last you know, time that they wrestle each other. This has got to be the last time. You know, you want it to go clean, but in a last man standing match, you know, you're not going to get something super clean unless it's no. complete destruction. I don't really see Roman doing that without help from anybody else. So, you know, we could get a Rock appearance and Rock coming in to help Brock out. That's right, Brock Lesnar, to help him out. And maybe we get something at Survivor Series, and then from Survivor Series, bang, right into WrestleMania season. So I know it's a long way out, but, you know, things are happening. Not to mention, 
everything going on behind the scenes in WWE for all of us paying attention, Vince McMahon is really batting a thousand right now. This guy, I got to be honest, let's, let's see what happens by December because there's going to be some big stuff going on over there. And with, I think, all the news going on, Tom, as you said, TV 14, like you just told me that. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks, Julia. My daughter's here. Um, Welcome. On the line, guys. Welcome, little one. And, um, you know, with all the news going on with WWE, Tom, like I said, you mentioned a couple minutes ago this went live that they're going to TV 14. Yes, for they Monday are. Night Raw. Yeah, I just, Not I read it on a. Down, Monday Night Raw, correct? Yeah, I read it on a couple different outlets. Um, on Facebook, a couple of different groups that kind of share the same information about the articles. But the gist of it is that starting this Monday on USA Network, TV 14 rating for Monday Night Raw from the previous TV PG. Now, we haven't seen TV 14 since the Chris Benoit incident, right? Remember, we always say that because of what happened with that and what he did. It changed wrestling for a very long time. The The material hasn't been as vulgar or hasn't been as... I don't. I don't want to use the word violent, but I guess you can be more aggressive. I guess edgy with your content, edgy, edgier with your content. Uh, speaking of edge, we'll get to him later on in his new promo oh, and the so fact that the more clues, good. more clues have dropped. And if you don't know, if you do, if you can't tell it's edge, then I don't even know what to say to you. But um, no, but I mean, fans have been clamoring for this for such a long time. I'm one of them. I'm sure Alex is one of them too. That. We're finally going to see a different side of Monday Night Raw. Now, we're slowly seeing things like, okay, yeah, we're going TV 14. Yeah, The Rock may be coming back at SummerSlam. Like, this percentage of him coming back is just, in my opinion, went up 10% because of the fact that that tickets for WrestleMania are going on sale two months before. But another thing that's coming to fruition is where the hell did Dolph Ziggler come from? Okay? Mm-hmm. Like, when I'm watching Monday Night Raw and I'm, and I'm watching this tag match, I'm like, Dolph Ziggler? What the fuck is Dolph Ziggler doing on my television right now? A guy that... I'm not mad at it. I am not mad at it because, again... Again, how can you not like him? Dolph Ziggler, a couple episodes... I remember we talked about how we can differentiate different wrestlers into different brackets. How Finn Balor is a guy that can do anything. AJ Styles is a guy that can do anything. Kevin Owens is a guy that can do anything. And coming up to Big Show's record of face and heel turns is Dolph Ziggler. He I mean, really Dolph is. Ziggler, Lee is the teacher of being that guy that you insert into feud A, B, or C, or D. And, and he and makes you, you ten quality. times better. And I mean, exactly. it's not that bad of an idea for the WWE because it takes the limelight off of Theory a little bit because he was and kind of still is getting shoved down our throats a little bit. And maybe they're trying to prevent that from happening because they have something bigger that's boiling that no one really knows about. And that just proves to Alex's point a thousand times more that that big, you know, bowling pot of soup that still has the lid on it is the rock coming back in two weeks from Saturday at SummerSlam. This could be if the rock comes back this in two weeks. This will be the biggest wrestling event that has happened in a very long time. Okay. Yeah, I think that, like, logistically, like, there's so many dominoes that fall in a positive direction if and when The Rock finally comes and makes an appearance and yeah. 
we get to we go down the road that we want to be on. Because he he's so. not the Rock, okay? He's Dwayne Johnson, okay? Yeah, Dwayne. Dwayne is he's the richest actor in Hollywood. There is really no other name that you can get that's as big in Hollywood than The Rock. And the fact that he was a former wrestler, a former champion, the fucking TV shows, everything. This is your guy. This is the biggest guy on the planet. Yes. He was originally your guy. This has the potential to be the biggest wrestling event, in my opinion, in a very, very long time. Maybe when... Maybe when uh, Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda main evented WrestleMania. That was a big event because the women main eventing WrestleMania, you've never seen it before, you know, once in a lifetime, it happened. That set the standard. But this will be, mark my words, if this happens the right way, which should be him coming down, helping Brock get over on Roman. You don't make Roman look weak. You set up the feud with The Rock. You can let Brock go. And guess what? If Theory takes the belt from Brock the next night, that's perfectly fine. Because you know why? You got the belt off of the stranglehold for almost 700 days, known as Roman. And you're setting up the biggest match in WrestleMania history. Yes, I said that it's the biggest match in WrestleMania history because it will be. It will trump The Rock Hogan. It will be bigger than Andre and Hogan. This will be the biggest match in WrestleMania history if they do it the right way. And right now, what they're announcing with the WrestleMania tickets and the fact that he is from Nashville and they're setting it up perfectly, even as something as small as Ziggler helping Fury out, it's going to work the right way. I like, I like your booking right there because I think the... How do I want to call it? The... Um, the Ziggler of it all, right, mm-hmm. is the fact that Ziggler is a red herring, so he kind of takes Theory out of the picture. He does. This, this he's protecting. Does actually, he's uh, there to protect wait, Theory. Because I didn't think about it. What? Zig, um, theory could somehow, um, you know, go into a program with Dolph, but he could end up winning the championship off of Brock. That's Brock perfectly is, fine. It opens up an avenue for Brock and then for him to lose it. I mean, Brock, if Brock's going to lose to Theory, in Theory, then Theory is a made man. And Brock must really like him because we all know Brock doesn't yeah. do a job or do no. anything that he doesn't like. At this point in Brock Lesnar's career, he handpicks who he wants to work with. That's why he wanted to work with Finn Balor and AJ Styles and Roman Reigns and John Cena and Randy Orton. Names that he respects, but not just him, but it's the other wrestlers that have had such a big relationship in his career respect also. So, I mean, he must really like Theory or he's getting paid a lot of money by Vince or whoever's running the company now because if Theory takes the belt off of Lesnar clean in a way that doesn't bury Brock Lesnar, that's fine because you have the belt off of Brock, but the whole point was to get it off of Roman. Now you can give it off of Theory. Let Theory hold it because, remember, John Cena is not going to be at SummerSlam. We're going to see Theory versus Lashley at SummerSlam. I do think Ziggler's still going to be in the limelight somehow with that, but at the same time... first opponent and then put him over, similar to how he just went to NXT and put Braun Breaker over. Exactly, but this time Ziggler... Yeah, Ziggler won't beat Theory for the title, obviously, if Theory's champion, but... 
But yeah. no, Theory's gonna wrestle Ziggler because Ziggler, like we said, old reliable. You want something good, you want something quick, you want something with a flash, you throw in Ziggler because he still got it. He can still do it. He can put anybody over, but at the same time, he has the appeal for the fans that the fan like some hardcore fans have been clamoring for him. For him to get that push, even though he did go to NXT and was a champion. Right, but that was just to build Braun Breaker because the night after WrestleMania, Braun Breaker took that belt off of Ziggler. No one remembers how long his reign with in NXT was only a couple weeks, just like how Big E's run wasn't that remember that we talked about two weeks ago. Right, Ziggler is there to do his job. What's up? Huh? You love to bring up Big E. I mean, it's it. it, No, no, no. It, It has to be said because I go back to that reference because of how he was booked. He was booked. In such an unmemorable way. I mean, imagine, imagine they booked Big E like how they're booking Bobby Lashley right now. Uh, honestly, Bobby Lashley, Bobby Lashley is not even a world heavyweight champion. He's he is like the second coming of Christ in his career right now. He is. He is getting the world's biggest pops right now. He is him and Liv Morgan, all of a sudden. I mean, apparently, a couple house shows since she's been oh, champion. A couple house shows notes that were taken were, yeah, huge merch, huge pop. Apparently, there was some. The importance of the house shows is to get over things that they don't want to get over on TV. Trial and error sort of deals. Did you hear about the drama with Natalia? Oh, with the um, the no sell. Yeah, apparently Natalia no sold her finisher or no sold the the three count. Rolled out of the ring, said something on the way out to Liv Morgan, went up the ramp. Now apparently she has heat with backstage, and you know what? Maybe that's fine for Natalia because guess what? Natalia's been in the fucking WWE for a long ass time, and I think that she can get away with things. And I think they trust her enough to know that if Liv missed a spot in the match, that you can't get mad at Natalia for calling that out. Yeah, but there's also a way you go about it. That is true. You know, I think especially for Natalia, who's, I want to say, at least 15 years. I could be off by a year or two in the WWE. Yeah, yeah, Um, I would say around 15 she's been there, 15, 14. That that much of a veteran coming with, you know, she's a heart, all all these other accolades. She's a ring general. She's the go-to person. She's the Dolph Ziggler. A female version, right? She is. Um, she's been champion she before. Been using the same role currently. Yeah, she's been champion um, before. She could have went about it a different way. Absolutely, she could have gone it. a different way. But I mean, I kind of like the fact that she did what she did because, you know, if if it was that bad, then call her out on it. You can do that. I mean, we've seen wrestlers do that before. We've seen wrestlers, you know. Um, I remember there's a famous incident where Braun Strowman actually need. Brock Lesnar in the head during the Royal Rumble triple threat. Yeah, Yeah, that was a Royal Rumble triple threat. Him, Kane, and Lesnar. Lesnar's champion. And Braun, I I guess Braun was working really loose. And he need Brock Lesnar in the head. Brock Lesnar went back to his MMA background. (laughs) Pummeled him twice in the head. And cursed him out. Maybe that's what they... Maybe this is where this edgier content is coming from. 
Honestly, the, if it's, if it's going to be TV-14, then let it be fucking TV-14. We're making strides to what it used to be. We're making strides to what a lot of fans have been asking for. We've been making strides for the WWE. Like, it, it, it's like it's funny because like the WWE sometimes, like in a hypocritical way, they always say, okay, we're going to do things our way. We're not going to be like the others. You know, you know how the others, like AEW or other promotions, they have the blood, they have the guts, they have the violence, they have the, you know, all this stuff. But then, you know, you never know. Maybe WWE cracks out the blood this week and be like, oh man, like if blood ever starts in WWE, it that's when you know it's huge. Because Cody, you look at him, he starts bleeding. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> so we have a lot of stuff going on with SummerSlam. A lot of matches have been booked. And- and a lot of us, a lot of stuff in a very slow news week too that just happened in hours in a day or two. Yeah. You know, like you just you just text me and you're like, oh, uh, when I said, oh, we can't get together, we'll just have to do a phoner. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, it might be a short episode because you gotta leave soon. And you're like, oh, nothing's going on. We just made so much out of so little. Yeah, we made 17 minutes of of talk radio, literally about two events that happened in the past 20 minutes. That's how that's too. how fast that's how widespread the, the news of professional changes. wrestling because you know you can't compare the news of professional wrestling to like the news of baseball because like in baseball it's funny there's 32 teams there's hundreds of players you know what I mean like if one guy gets hurt it kind of gets swept under the rug but like in wrestling there's just so much moving parts that like if something drops or if something gets leaked to where an event is taking place and there may be a rock signing, people are just going to take it to the extreme and just come up with all these theories yeah. and ways. And then like one person's theory is true. And then they compare everything. And then, you know, episode 118 of your favorite podcast, like this one talks about it. You know what I mean? So I wonder what pod. Yes. Um, which you can find everywhere. Basically, if you're listening to us last week, welcome back. Same way. Thank you. Um, now, shifting gears to SummerSlam a little bit, there's been a lot of matches that have been announced uh, for SummerSlam. Liv Morgan against Ronda Rousey has been made official, even though it hasn't been officially named yet. It looks like we're going to see Becky versus Bianca, obviously Roman versus Brock. But this is the one that's that's kind of lingering in my head with how they're going to book this. Now, the Street Profits and the Usos at... Money in the Bank had one of the best tag matches I've seen in WWE programming in probably three to five years. Um, So now, uh, like, the dark cloud above this match is who is this special referee, right? And everybody's been having their ideas about who it is. It's not our truth. No, it's not our truth. Now, there's two names that's been floating out there in the world of professional wrestling. One of them is Solo Sequoia, and the other one is Sam... And the other one is actually Sami Zayn being the special referee for this match. Where do you see okay. this going? I see, to me, Sami Zayn Either being way, more realistic. To the Usos. What's it is. the end result here? Let's skip to the end, right? And say that I want to believe that this will be the start of a program where the Street Profits are probably going to break up. I think this is the last match that the Street Profits are going to have, in my opinion. Yeah. I think uh, this I is think it. So too. I think Dawkins turns on Ford. On social media, stuff where 
uh, Dawkins and Kayfabe went on Corey Graves after the Bell podcast and kind of was talking about rumors and actually addressed it. So when they start to address stuff like that, they're probably going to lean into it. Yeah, I think I think Dawkins is going to turn on Ford. Oh my God, yeah, he is he is baby face to the to the baby face extreme because it's it's so he's like he's like rock light to be honest like he's got that kind of charisma he does he has the charisma he can talk but like the way they have to do it is they have to turn Dawkins heel because this makes so much more sense Dawkins as a face would never work because no one would really care about him. You know what I mean? Going to root for him because Montez is going to be the cool. Mon- guy. Yeah, Montez is the cool guy. He's the one with the no splash. He's the one with the cup. Yeah. He's the one that you know that does seventy percent of the promos. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he talks yeah. more. He wrestles. His ability is more than Dawkins. So you book Dawkins as an average heel. That's perfectly fine because you're not. You're not hurting Dawkins' persona, but yet you're getting, you're still getting so much more out of Ford, and that's the whole purpose of this. Because like every great tag team, and I'm surprised the New Day and the Usos haven't had this yet, but there's a time where you're eventually going to have to break up and go your separate ways. If you look at the Rockers and you look at the Hart Foundation, I mean, yes, there are tag teams that have never broken up before that have great success. You know, look at the Legion of Doom. They technically never really broke up together. They were kind of always together. Um, I mean, you know, when Anim- when Hawk was out for a couple years due to his own personal struggles, Animal jumped in. They try to throw people in to cover Hawk. But, I mean, you really can't do that because yeah. it's always been Hawk and Animal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, LOD 2000. Yeah, LOD 2000. But, I mean, the Street Profits is, is just another example of a great tag team, but it's better in the long run for each person. It really is, yep. because you're you're sitting in a dying division. Okay, we're not, and we're not even talking about the women's tag team division, which is basically extinct. We're talking about the men's tag team division. It got so bad that they had to unify the tag belts because of the competition was not good enough for both shows. So they need both belts on both shows just to give the five or six tag teams a chance. And you're breaking up one of your core tag teams. But like we said before, you're getting so much more out of it. The charisma of Montez Ford will be on spotlight more, I think. No, agreed, man. I mean, the way that they're going, I mean, kind of obvious. We'll see. You know, we have one, two. We have two more Raws before SummerSlam. Um, I'm going to the Go Home show, so that'll be fun at MSG. Mm-hmm. It'll be the second show at that point with TV14 rating. Um, who knows where we'll be in a news week wise with stuff going on in wrestling in that two weeks. So it could be a really fun turnout. It um, sounds like it's going to be a good show. You're going, you're going to the one where they're celebrating Rey Mysterio's 20 years of uh, wrestling in the WWE. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be at the garden. And they the also the garden show. Did you see the dark main event that they announced for that show? Yeah. No, I never read into it because was, everything always changes. I know. Well, if it doesn't change as of now, it's going to be the bloodline Roman versus. What's that? Roman will be on the show. Yeah, and it's be his first time in, on Raw in quite some time. If yeah, not on, it's going to be the bloodline versus Drew and the Prophets in a dark match. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. 
I mean, you can even have that on television, but I mean, not you really can't because you gotta, you gotta have the build up with Drew and the build up with, um, Roman. Yeah, I mean, so, there is no build up with Drew. No, right I now, mean, you know, they in a stupid, but SmackDown has been completely garbage. Oh, SmackDown's been horrendous. SmackDown <sighs> has been horrendous. Horrendous. It's been Another bad. Podcast I listened to said that there was only. I think 12 minutes of wrestling in a two-hour show, technically. That's pretty bad. That's insane. What do you think of Nakamura and and Gunther having a feud? Because that's boiling up, too. I love it. I love that, too. People who are not on TV all the time, people who can just work. Oh, my God. Three times. I'm good with it. Oh, my God. Nakamura, I mean... Again, Nakamura... I mean, can you say... Like, do you... Agree with me with this. Do you think they wasted Nakamura's talent on the main roster? Well, yeah, it's been like that for quite some time. When he didn't win the champion, he won Royal Rumble, right? And it's like a big deal. Him and Oscar went back to back, two Japanese wrestlers. <sighs> didn't win at Mania in New Orleans. Neither did Oscar. This is where he started his low blow fest, right there, mm-hmm. right? And that continued for about a summer. I think from Mania for a couple more matches after that. It just kept happening. And then after that, that was kind of it. In and out of tag teams. He was hurt for a hot second. Losing Rick Boogs isn't a, a good thing either. That was he – was, he was building up because I think they would have been tag champions if they didn't decide already to go the unification route. Yeah. But um, I, that was a big deal. So they had to kind of – 180 everything and go a different way so i like where they ended up now now it definitely an intercontinental champion and had a broken wrist and they never like took it off of him they just kind of put him out there but bukas was doing the work and it was just weird but yeah he wasn't on television as an ic champion even with without the injury but i mean losing losing boogs really really hurt him yeah yeah Losing Boogs hurt him because that, that just took away more airtime as a tag team because they started that at WrestleMania, basically, when they challenged Usos for the tag titles as the first match of WrestleMania. So, I mean, you know, it was it was bound to happen that they would have been tag champs maybe next month, but, you know, Nakamura versus Walter, um, Gunther, whatever you want to call him. Gunther's becoming more of a bigger heel. He's beating up his his associate, I guess you can say, Ludwig Kaiser. And uh, Nakamura comes down, tries to make the save. I mean, I like that out of Nakamura, but I want the belt to be still held on on Gunther because again, there's not many guys out there on the on the on the SmackDown roster. Maybe Drew. No, see, see, Gunther can go the route. Uh, he can go, I mean, aside from the crazy shenanigans and a lot of countouts and DQs, he can go the, um, uh, God, what is his name? Who? I love uh, playing this game. No, I, I, I just, I don't know why I can't think of it right now because he's, he's in my head. Um, Bobby Lashley. No, no, no. Uh, Old school intercontinental champion. Oh my God. uh, I can name everybody. Ultimate yeah. Warrior, Texas Tornado, Mr. Perfect, uh, Marty Jannetty, Shawn Michaels, <laughs> Razor, Ramo- Razor Ramon. Oh, the Honky Tonk Man. Oh, the Honky Tonk Man? He, he could, he, and where I'm going with this is like 
having it for so long, he can hold that belt hostage, and it's reasonable and believable. And it's like, funny because the honky talk man. Then when he's finally ready, mm -hmm. he drops it, goes right to the top. Yeah, can I you like that. Gunther versus Drew McIntyre. Yes. Just two meaty men bumping meat. <laughs> A lot of meat. Holy crap. That's, like, that's that's something. That's Clash at the Castle two electric boogaloo. That's event. yeah. That's that's like that's Arby's meat mountain sandwich. Funny thing about for 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 all those playing the home game. Funny meat mountain of a sandwich. For all those playing the home game. A funny story about Honky Tonk Man, and that we told it before on the pod was Honky Tonk Man was never supposed to be the Intercontinental Champion. It was supposed to be the natural Butch Reed. The problem was the Nacho Butch Reed was late for the show. I, I want to say it was Poughkeepsie, New York. This is when Steamboat was the IC belt after having the banger with Savage at WrestleMania 3. But I guess Steamboat was in a contract year and they wanted to take the belt off of him. So they wanted the natural. He was late. So Hulk Hogan was walking down the hallway and pointed at the Honky Tonk Man and said, How about that guy? And that is how the Honky Tonk Man became the Intercontinental Champion. And he, quite frankly, held it hostage for a very long time until they gave it to the Ultimate Warrior in the rest of history. But a little fun fact about the Honky Tonk Man, because honestly, not many people can name any other match or anything else of the Honky Tonk Man except for that fun fact. And if you already knew that, good for you. And if you didn't, you're welcome. So, yeah. <laughs> you're up in knowledge today. You're, I, I am up in the knowledge today. Now, what other matches do you think you're going to see... On SummerSlam, I mean, I don't know. Was was Riddle versus Rollins officially announced yet? I'm not sure, but you can almost pencil it in. Right you can now. almost pencil that in. I think that you're going to see Nakamura versus Gunther pre-show for the ice for the Intercontinental Title. They haven't had a pre-show match in a long time. I don't. I don't really remember. They didn't have one for Money in the Bank. I don't believe. Well, this is going to be a four-hour show. I think yeah well, it's slam, yeah. yeah it's gonna be because because Nashville is one hour before so it's gonna start seven o'clock Nashville time it's gonna run till eleven there so on the East Coast it's gonna go from eight to midnight. Oh, shit. Okay. It will no well, it's I'm it's off. gonna be that's I'm fine off for SummerSlam actually oh that's good you don't have to so go we might want to put our heads together you don't have to go to a wedding. I know right for major matches yeah nothing this time nothing that I know of yeah. It's the 29th, 30th, or 29th or It's something? the 30th. I have, 30th. I have, I have to, I have to work, but I'll be out by like 6:45. Nice. Which is fine. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. It's really not. I'll be home. You know, but yeah, maybe you'll be home in time because if you say it starts at eight our time, you'll be home with plenty of time, even enough to shower. Because hey, remember, it's on Peacock. Don't be late. Then you will. Oh, you're have screwed. To until like twelve thirty. You're screwed, man. Like even. Can can we bring that back up? Because I'm still angry about that. I mean, they I have not this... fixed it. I don't think they're going to, and it's a tragedy. I don't think they're going to fix it because there's a lot of moving parts in doing that, and quite frankly, so they're going to stick WWE to their model. Network, which was its own thing, could do it, but they can't do it. A, a playback and just go to the start from the beginning. DV, my DVR can do that. Yeah, it's, sorry. It's possible. It is possible. Well, Anything's possible. people making way more money than you and me combined. Yes. Sitting there doing stuff on the computer. They can figure it out. Mm-hmm. 
That's probably the biggest gripe I have with Peacock is the fact that I can't watch it from the beginning. And yeah, it's appointment viewing television like in, in the old days. In the old days with a pay-per-view, yeah, oh. obviously you couldn't do it. I'm, maybe that's the feel they're going for. Well, I mean, uh, back back in the day, in I mean... Where I want to have everything when I want it. When I had the... When I had that really cool cable box that had all the channels, um, all the pay-per-view channels, yeah, I had I had a, a hotbox, and I would just, oh, yeah. I would just throw the VHS and the VCR, hit record at the same time as the. I had so many VHS tapes of of the pay-per-views. You, you made your own Coliseum videos. I did. What I used to do is Hello Spice Channel. Nah, I never got that because it was blurry. You didn't work hard enough, then. Nah, you gotta, like, jiggle the remote around, smack the TV. Ooh, there's a nipple. You know what I mean? Like... Well, I was jiggling and smacking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had my own Coliseum video. I literally had them all in month order, too, because I was a nerd like that. Still am. I mean, I, I still have wrestling DVDs. I think I have, like, 60 or 70 of them. Well, the biggest one is WrestleMania 21. Yeah. And speaking of WrestleMania 21, I know it's a peg warmer, but I just got back from Target, and I got a new figure for the wall. Oh, you did? I got it. I had to get it. He's my guy. Uh, oh, God. Got the animal. Uh, I knew you were going to say that. I saw that the other day, and I was with Christine at Target, and she was like, peg warmer. I'm like, excuse me? She's like, yeah, that's a peg warmer. There was like 42 Batistas. I'm like, you know the word peg warmer? I'm like, how do you know that? She's like, oh, I heard it on your podcast. And I gave her a hug. And I'm like, you listen to the podcast? <laughs> you listen to me. I can't, I can't, I can't get, I can't get you to take the trash out or push the garbage down. But you're going to listen to a 52 minute podcast about professional wrestling and you fall asleep halfway through a normal show. I'm batting a thousand when it comes in that category, my friend. I'll be happy. got a daughter out of her. Marry her again. Yeah. Yeah, she looks so... renew your vows. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, okay, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about wrestling figures. Yeah, the Batista's nice, but I mean, right now, the WWE, like, the figures, like, they're, they're not they're not coming out like any good ones, man. They're really not. No, and you and I, I think, spoke about this either last week on the pod or off air. There's nothing going on. There's really nothing going on. Like, there's a couple good AEW figures, like when that Andrade El Idolo drops in stores, because it's him in the suit with the mask on. I would get that. But, I mean, to be honest, a lot of what WWE is putting out right now that's hitting Target stores, like now, yeah, it's 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 all kind of boring shit. The leg- oh, that's what we were talking about. The Legend series. Oh, my God. The Legend they series. Have they Horrible. They have what? As a tag team champion, Kane. Oh, the Legend Kane Kane. they had there? Not the Legend. Oh, yeah, it was a Legend one. What are the Legends they have? Um, They had a bunch of uh, X-Pac. Ugh, fuck that guy. They have Stacey um, Stacey Keebler? No. No, no Stacey's. No, they're, um... I'm trying to think there. I think they're releasing they more like two, legends. They had like three Charlottes, two Scarlets, and yeah. a buttload of Rays. Yep. Rey Mysterio was the new AJ Styles of peg warmers. <laughs> and as far as... I bet you they had a lot of Lance Archers, right? 
Oh, yeah. AEW. Oh, yeah. A lot of Lance Archers, a lot of uh, Nyla Rose, too. And it's funny. John Silver there. Oh, there was a John Silver's nice. The Evil Moon was nice, too. It's funny because I didn't think that the mean mark would be a clearance item, but it's like $15 already on Target.com. Wow. Yeah. So. It's I just I've been very upset with the WWE Legend series because some of the names are questionable. Like I think the the latest series that I saw I know I want to say Rey Mysterio is one of them, and I think that's the only one I remember. But I mean, like Stacy Keebler, come on, really? We're playing this now, you know? Yeah. We're, we're, we're starting we're, 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 like for the ladies that have been six man assaulted. <laughs> That's your next legend series, right there. Like the hurricane, <laughs> the hurricane. Come on, you know, like what are they doing? Honestly, I get it. I get it. I get it that he's toyetic, but there you got who. China was a peg warmer. China. Yeah, China's a huge peg warmer. That whole that whole DX set is a shitty set because they did it in a, such a bad way. They did it because they spread it over four series with the, the, the DX army. And it was stupid because you didn't sell the car that, that you go in with it. So if they sold the car that they actually drove into WCW with back in the Attitude Era... Like, people can set up, like, sin- like uh, scenery with that. You know what I mean? Where they're all sitting in the Jeep... Instead, you put those five characters over four series and just stretch it out because you can't think of any other fucking legend to put in where there's so they many other ones. released it all at once. You should have as a box set. At a box set, and then what I would have done is make it a box set, and then you have to buy either buy all four or do a box set, and you have to put together the tank. That's a good idea. That would have been really cool. Like, then, yeah, like the Build-A-Figure? Maybe thought about buying it a little bit. Like yeah, the like build Mhm. That's a good idea. You see, now I was well, I was at Ed's house the other day. Ed, if you're listening, shout out. Thank you. Um, we were at his house last night, and we were watching the 1999 Warrior Rumble or 98. It was Big the. Ed's What's up? Who Big Ed's barbecue? You were at Ed. <laughs> No, yeah, he, he like when we hang out at night, the guys like to watch a random uh, Royal Rumble. So we were watching, I want to say ninety eight when Vince McMahon won. That was ninety eight, and like yes. I, I was just watching like DX. I was never into them. Like I just I, I I couldn't really get into DX. I was never a DX kid. I swear to God, I was never one. I mean, yeah, I threw up the socket sign when I was in like sixth grade, but I mean. I just, I never liked Road Dog. I never liked X-Pac. My favorite one out of the group is probably Mr. Ass. But, like, I, ju- I yeah. just couldn't get behind them. Like, the way that I got behind Stone Cold. I mean, they were pushed kind of equally, you know, going their different routes. You know, Stone Cold had his problems with everybody under the sun. And DX had their problems with the nation and all those guys and other tag teams. But, like, I just couldn't get behind DX for some reason. I just couldn't do it. Maybe that was when I realized that I wasn't the biggest fan of Triple H, and still to this day, I'm not the biggest fan of Triple H. Yeah, it could be. So, I don't know. I had to, I had to get that off my chest. It had to be said. Yeah, uh, welcome to my TED Talk. My Tom Talk. Yeah. 
You like Triple H, though, don't you? I didn't until Triple H as a wrestler was okay. I, you know, a couple feuds he was in, like, I, uh, it was good. Triple H as, like, authority figure, backstage guy, like that, I like. So as a wrestler, not so much. His other half of his career, let's say, big fan. I enjoyed Triple H when Seth Rollins was turning heel to join that to join yes, his group. Correct. That was very I think good. That was a, another peak for him. Uh huh. That's where I really liked. Him. That brought shades back. That brought, I mean that brought you know flashbacks of when Vince did that in the Attitude Era, when it was the corporation. That authority oh, figure. That authority figure coming in with the suits and everything, that was Vince, right? I think that was a flashback or paying homage to Vince McMahon like that. Ironically, Triple H is married to Stephanie McMahon, so maybe they did that because, of course, Vince's ego is so high. Still to this day, his ego is high because guess what? Apparently, there's there's reports of Vince McMahon coming backstage saying fuck them and all this stuff like this guy is either he's 76 years old he's motherfucking senile now he is just going nuts maybe he knows that the end of the line is pretty close and he's just doing everything he can do in the next i don't know year i would say before he's out the door officially let's bring the rock back he wants 20 million dollars here you go i don't fucking care anymore i want my legacy to be on this table to say that I brought Dwayne Johnson back from the depths of Hollywood to come to be at fucking Nashville, Tennessee at the end of July to set the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. That's how you stamp out AEW. Because I'll tell you right now, a anything that AEW does from now, from the second that The Rock is on television, the second that The They're Rock. They're on the clock. They're on the clock. The second that it happens, AEW AEW's back is against the wall. You can have everybody come back. You can have Sasha Banks, Naomi, Paige. Apparently, Paige is already signed, I heard. But you can have all three of them show up at, at All Out in September after The Rock's match has been announced for WrestleMania, which is what we're looking at. And it's still not going to touch or even come close to scratching the surface of what Dwayne Johnson is going to do. There is nothing that AEW can do for... And a guy who hasn't wrestled in a very long time still has that presence. And, you know, I I guess you can kind of say that a little bit about CM Punk, but... I guess. I mean... You know what I mean? I'm not comparing the two. Yeah, I, I was hoping that you weren't because when you compare CM Punk to The Rock, fuck, fuck that guy. Yeah, like not a punk guy. No, you see, you're not a punk guy. I'm not a Triple H guy. But when you when you start compare, comparing the Great One to the best of all time, whatever the hell he calls himself, it's it's not even a question, man. Nobody has the charisma of the Great One currently. And I think the only one that 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 you can compare popularity with in during his prime is probably Stone Cold. That's it. Yeah, I mean, remember the Rock's whole big thing was six years long. That's it. And then a couple things, yeah. That's it. Sprinkled in and there. Imagine the Rock was there for sixteen years. 
Imagine he was there for eight years or ten years or even seven years. Just ten. Yeah, or yeah. whatever. Any extra year that we got. Full he could have you know, he yeah, could have stayed here and there and do stuff, yeah. but he could have stayed another four years, had six title runs, had these huge feuds, but like look at what he did in the six years. He debuted as Rocky Maya and you know what? Maybe we're given the Cliff Notes version of a rock episode. If you go back in our catalog to around episode, I want to say between 20 and 30, we did an episode on the great one. And like, if you look back at his career from turning heel after he was the baby faced Maya Villa to become the rock and the head of the nation of domination, getting inserted into a feud, basically pushing Farouk out of the driver's seat and getting involved with Triple H. Getting involved with Triple H and DX, man, you got the rocket strapped to you. Then all of a sudden, you're wrestling for the World Heavyweight Champion. You become the World Heavyweight Champion. You're going up against Stone Cold at WrestleMania. But at the same time, Three you get... Yeah, he's 2-1-1. One one. He's 2-1-1 one one at WrestleMania. But, like, the fans got behind him so much. You smelled the rock. As Everybody wanted to be the rock, Okay. If you didn't want to be The Rock, you wanted. To, I wanted to be Stone Cold. I was a Stone Cold kid. You know what I mean? But, like, this I guy. Both. I mean, those two guys, like. Six years. A place in my heart. Six and, years. You know, obviously, The Rock is, is 1A to Stone Cold 1B for me. But, you know, the, just, you know, the Rock was just over the top. He I was. More so over the top because he was better on the microphone. Absolutely. Uh, it was always very clean, cut, and dry. I'm going to stop a mud hole in here. This is what I'm going to do. You always talk the talk. And well, Stone words, Stone Cold great, Stone Cold was the da You know what I mean? Well said. Well said. But like, and then he had his up. He had his second coming of Christ when you know what, what you know, like when that came out. That was the yeah. second coming of Christ. But I mean. Obviously, The Rock came up. Thank uh, Edge for that. Yeah, The Rock came up with so many different taglines. You know, you smell what The Rock is cooking. It doesn't matter. Jabroni Drive. Um, uh, the Poon Tang Pie. The Pie. Uh, know your role and shut your mouth. Uh, just all these different slogans that he come up with. And you know what? Here's the thing. You know, finally, The Rock has come back. Like, if if The Rock came back right now and said all those taglines, ninety nine percent of ninety nine percent of the people are going to repeat it because they still know to this day every single one. And that place is melting down. I mean, like, oh my god, dude, going to melt, dude. If The Rock shows up in at Nissan Stadium, the place is going to fucking crumble, dude. Crumble. Ooh, I got goosebumps because we're talking about it, and it's also cold in my house. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I think that's got to happen. The million dollar I question. Mean, there is no roof on that stadium, but if there was, it would be. Oh cool. my god, it would blow the roof off. And just like, just imagine, like this, this, this is, this is, this is the thing that fans dream about. Say it's, say it's the main event, and it's starting to drizzle a little bit, and all you hear is he. Like, it's starting to rain a little bit, and out of the rain and the smoke just comes the rock. You know what I mean? It's just, it's it's like a Hollywood scene happening in front of you. And, like, the way they film it has to be so nice. Just It just, ah, oh, I see it happening. And, like, and then all of a sudden, the shirt that he's wearing, it's, so, it's being sold on WWE Shop. It's going to fucking go through the roof that night. You know what I mean? Minutes, yeah. Oh, dude. I'll, I'll tell you right now, if he comes back this this. 
in two weeks, I'll buy his shirt the second it drops. I don't care what it All fucking says. reason for you to come over here so we can experience it. This. We can hug each other and jump up and down. I think I will. You know what? It, it's a date, my friend. Fuck it. I, fuck I, it. I, I will be at your house. You know what? We'll, we'll take pictures. We'll do videos. When Alex starts crying, we will, I will go live on our Instagram. Just... Hey, it, you you know that's a fact, the actual fact. My wife knows that's an actual fact. I preference her saying that once we buy tickets for WrestleMania in LA next year, and when The Rock comes out, if I'm bawling like a child, please don't pass judgment on me. That's fine. I'll Just tell you right now. <laughs> if I met The Undertaker, I would ter- I would I would tear up, hands down. You know what I mean? Like he's been like my wrestling idol for like my whole life. I cried when the Undertaker came out in New Orleans. I think I, I have a video. Maybe I don't. It's floating around somewhere. Aubrey recorded me. I've never Tears. seen the. Uh, I take that back. The first SmackDown I went to, I was fifteen. At Continental, I went with my dad and my Ooh. cousin, and him and Kane wrestled together. But like this wasn't like. This wasn't Dead Man Taker, the one I grew up on. This was Biker Taker, American Badass, but... I love Biker Taker. Mm-hmm. Huge guy. Huge fan of him. Huge. Ah, uh, to, to me, you know, the OG Dead Man is my favorite. Of course, That's, with the gloves. With the gloves and Paul Bearer. I mean, Paul Bearer next to Paul Heyman is probably the greatest manager of all time, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, sprinkle in some Bobby the... Much. Sprinkle Bobby the Brain... You know, but that again, if you want to listen to our managers episode three or four of Sunset Flip Radio, I'm going the way back machine. It's got to be four. Remember, I came on at three. Yeah, I, I think you were. Yeah, your first episode was the greatest managers of all time. Episode four. Go in the way back machine. Keep keep scrolling that thumb. You're not going to hit the end. Uh, that's that was our episode about managers. But I mean. You know, it's funny how much the world can change in professional wrestling. In the past, we've been talking for 50 minutes now, and things change so much that next week's episode is going to be even bigger and better because more stuff is going to break. Will we get more information on The Rock? Possibly. What's happening with Theory and Ziggler? That's start, starting to happen. We're going to give our, our our SummerSlam analysis of more matches that are going to be announced next week here on Sunset Flip Radio. Remember, you can follow us anywhere you get your podcast. I'm, well, let me rephrase that. Follow us on all aspects of social media, Facebook, Instagram, and you can email us at sunsetflippodcast at gmail.com. Yes, and you can listen to us anywhere you get your podcast. But enjoy the week of wrestling. It's going to be great. Um, pretty much get ready for SummerSlam. If you think The Rock is coming, comment on this on this post because I think he's coming now. I think I think this is it. I think we're gonna start sending the has like we gotta put the hazards up now. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's coming. Hey, and just watch out! Don't get hit by that Briggs truck that is coming too. He's coming. He is coming. But as always, thank you for listening to Sunset Flip Radio. For the 118th time, I'm your co-host, the Million Dollar Father, Mr. Thomas Lisi. Always joined with the, with the most handsome man on the phone, slash in the room, slash handsome man of the duo of Sons of Football Radio, Mr. Alex Drayton. Hey. Hey. And uh, enjoy the week of wrestling. Peace, love, and wrestling. And as always, if we don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. You're...